what we're aiming to do now for the next 100 days over the, over the summertime is to graze 13 or 1400 kilos of dry matter per hectare, get into those lovely lush green covers with high levels of leaf, green to the butt and you know the, I suppose the key thing on that and getting into those 13 or 1400s is, is probably being back at a somewhere between an 18 and a, and a, and a, and a 21 day rotation. Hello and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and on this week's episode, I'm joined by Chagas Grass Tin Advisor, Joseph Dumphy, to discuss grazing management on farms at the moment and the do's and don'ts when it comes to harvesting silage. Joseph, you're very welcome. After a difficult spring, what is happening on farms in grass groups across the country? Yeah, so look, it's been a it's been a, a difficult few weeks on farm there in terms of with weather conditions. A lot of a lot of stock, particularly towards the 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 earlier part of May, ha- had to be rehoused again, and there was you know a little bit of damage done on farms. But look, we're coming, you know, we're we're, we're coming out of that now. Um, if we look at this week's pasture based figures, growth rates are up to you know nearly nearly seventy kilos of dry matter per hectare across the farms. You know there is surplus appearing on a lot of a lot of beef farms throughout the country. So you know it's it's really time to you know, to to you know, we're we're well into the middle of into the well into the middle of May at this stage, so it's time to get moving and, and start re- time to react to the grass growth that's that's happening at the minute. You mentioned there for paddocks that had got damaged either earlier in the spring or earlier this month. How can that be rectified? In general, Catherine, the hoof. Um, is going to do a lot of that rectifying. I'm I'm very very slow to advise farmers, you know, to to go in with heavy rollers and stuff like that. Uh, you know, apart from maybe a corner of a field that got badly damaged, maybe where animals were standing at a night. But in general, for large parts of large parts of farms, it's going to be the hoof and maybe the likes of a small bit of P and K that that will help to uh, to um, to sort out any damage that that was done. What are the key targets that farmers should be focusing on now for grazing at the moment and in the weeks ahead, do you think? So, Catherine, to keep it very, very simple, the key targets are pre-grazing yield and rotation length. OK, these 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 two figures will, you know, what we're, what we're aiming to do now for the next 100 days over the, over the summertime is to graze 13 or 1400 kilos of dry matter per hectare, get into those lovely, lush, green um uh, covers with 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 leaf, you know, good high levels of leaf, green to the butt, um, and you know, the, I suppose the key thing on that and getting into those thirteen or fourteen hundreds is is probably being back at a somewhere between an eighteen and a and a and a, and a twenty one day rotation, and you know, at the, at this time of the year, um. It can tend to get out of control on a lot of farms, and all of a sudden, then we don't get the graze out. We, you know, we end up going into eighteen or nineteen hundred or two thousand uh, kilos of dry matter per hectare in terms of covers. The rotation length slows down, and then it, um, it that effect um, completely snowballs, and we just get into, uh, you know, we set the farm up with bad quality grass then for the for the summer. So the two key things over the over the next coming weeks is keep the pre grazing yield at at you know thirteen fourteen hundred kilos of dry matter per hectare, and try and keep on top of that rotation length. That's great Joseph and you mentioned there the importance of getting quality grass in the diet ahead and that's very important really for the whole grazing season ahead. In relation to all the rain that fell I suppose back in March when you look back silage ground was closed late on many farms. What impact is that having now at the moment? Yeah, so Catherine, there's probably a couple of different things that are happening on farms. There's probably people who um who you know silage ground silage ground just di- just did you know didn't get fertilized um early on and then they kind of maybe you know in 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 late in maybe the second half of april went with their full rate 
and and uh, full rate of fertilizer. But there's probably also people, Catherine, who who delayed, but also kind of had maybe the end of end of May, first of June in mind for cutting as well. So there's 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 two probably trains of thought there um, uh, that's happening on farm at the minute. So talk through those that are ready to cut now in the coming week. Yeah, so Catherine, look at it again. It all boils back down to very, very simply, um, in you know, in terms of silage ground, is what animals do I have on my farm next winter? Okay, so and you know, for your for your listeners there, Catherine, you know, be farmers throughout the country. There's bound to be, you know. There's bound to be suck, you know, dry suckler cows that are going to only need that 65, 68 DMD silage. But there's also, you know, there's young growing stock, Catherine, on that farm that are going to require somewhere 72 to 76 DMD silage. OK, so that, you know, we, we really need we really need to make some super, you know, high quality um, uh, silage for for your, your priority animals for next winter. And then if we get that really good high quality silage, we can then focus on the rest of the summer, maybe trying to get a bit of second cut to, and maybe a bit of lower, lower DMD silage for 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 dry for, for dry cows. OK, so with, with that in mind, you know, we should be targeting to make leafy, high, high quality silage over the over over the coming weeks and you know we're probably looking at somewhere around this you know a seven or an eight week interval so if there's people who have their 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 fertilizer out um and that fertilizer in terms of has been used up in terms of a two units a day there's no reason why Catherine over the next week 10 days that they can't take that silage and what factors do farmers need to consider now at this stage that's going to affect the quality of the silage the decisions that's really made in the next week to 10 days are going to impact the quality of that silage that you mentioned well, Catherine, look at you know some of the factors that will that will that will affect it. If that 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 crop is ready, and you know you're targeting say 70, 74 DMD, if you hang on by an extra week, that DMD could be reduced by somewhere around three to five units of a, of of DMD. So all of a sudden, that silage that silage is back under seventy DMD, which is really only good then for maybe. Um, for dry cows or maybe potentially a 70 DMD, maybe for 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 a suckler cow um milking to a certain extent. Old pasture then, Catherine as well, will be, you know, maybe five DMD lower um than than that. If with a lot of the heavy rainfall that came there in the the, the middle part of uh, well sorry the earlier part of May, um if 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 grass has lodged over a little bit, we could lose, you know, eight or ten units of DMD there. And if um, particularly maybe ground this spring that didn't get grazed just due to wet weather at, at particular points. If there's a yellow butt appearing in that, Catherine, we could lose we could lose maybe seven units of DMD there. Okay, so all of a sudden, then when silage crops are ready, um, if we hang on and we wait, uh, you know, where we where we're losing DMD all the time. So try and get them taken when the nitrogen is used up and go again. You mentioned there about the nitrogen being gone from the crop. Advisors are busy at the moment taking in grass samples. Can you talk through how you take a grass sample and what tests are carried out to ensure that the nitrogen is gone from the crop? Yeah, so Catherine, look at uh, as you as you said, uh, a silage sample is good test. It's a good test that's done at this time of the year. And the main two things we're looking for, Catherine, on this from from at harvesting time is we're looking at the the the, the sugar levels and we're looking at the nitrate levels. Okay, so if someone wants to take a someone wants to take a a silage sample, take a sample of grass, you know, maybe cut it cut it to the base and put it into a plas- in into a plastic bag. And if there's going to be a bit of a delay or whatever in getting it into the office, put it in the freezer for the 
night. And what the freezer will do is it'll help it'll freeze the, the juice that's in the grass. And then when you bring it into the office, it'll help that it'll, it's, it's easier to, to break to break apart for, 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 for testing. OK, so what we're trying to do there, Catherine, is we're trying to extract the juice um, from the grass in that test to test it for nitrates and sugars. The higher the sugars, essentially, Catherine, to keep it very, very simple, is the better the, um, you know, it's better for the bacteria. It's going to be, there's going to be more sugar for the bacteria to work on. So we'll drop the pH in that silage quicker, which helps uh, in siling of the silage. And in that regard, Catherine, we want, we want to target somewhere in around 3% or above sugars at that time of cutting. Okay. And then from a nitrate point of view, Catherine, we can test the we can test the nitrates as well. And as I said already, a good guide is that, you know, if we've put out 80 units of, of nitrogen altogether, we probably need in somewhere in around 40 days, the two units a day. But it's no harm to get that nitrate checked as well. Um, but sugars, Catherine, if we have high sugars, we will help at times to alleviate some of the issues around nitrates. But, you know, do your rough calculation of your two units a day. But grass sample is um, very worthwhile taken at this time of the year, especially if you see a few good days on the forecast. You know, you're kind of maybe a little bit undecided whether you should take it or not. You think your crop is ready, you know, just to kind of give you that bit of peace of mind, get your uh, sugar levels and your nitrate levels checked. That's great, Joseph. And I suppose farmers looking at crops at the moment and walking them, they mightn't be as bulky as they think they are. By delaying that crop, what issues would that cause for the closing of the second cut? Yeah, so Catherine, I think like all the old, the old, the old research work, like, you know, there's, 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 there's a lot of old work on this. And, you know, if you delay first cut to maximise yield, you know, and some people may be thinking of that this year, there may be parts of the country, there was a little bit of drought in the last few years, they may want to make bulkier, bulkier, uh, a bulkier first cut this year. But in general, what we find is that these things, the cuts tend to balance themselves out and you actually may, by delaying, you may actually grow less grass you know, through, you know, through, through the year. So um, we kind of find that a nice, a nice sweet spot is maybe get that first cut taken around the last two days of May in general. And that if we aim for somewhere around a six ton, say a six ton crop, that you would probably still get somewhere between a five, over a five ton crop then for, for, for second cut. Okay. Which would be maybe totaling over or clo- close to 11 ton. Whereas if we delayed that, delayed that crop, Catherine, to somewhere in around the 10th of June, or even further on the 15th, 20th of June, would you believe that by the time we get and harvest that second cut, we've actually we've actually grown less grass as a whole between the two crops. So the you know get that crop cut early, um around that you know first uh, we call it the 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 June bank holiday weekend if 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 necessary if or sorry if if it's available in terms of the nitrate is used up, and get it you know get a cut. Um, get it cleaned off before it goes, you know, too yellow at the butt and uh, and 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 move on again and get and get going again for your second cut. And in some instances, you mentioned there, Joseph, that surplus paddocks might be being taken out now along with the first cut that possibly didn't get grazed this spring. What are the things the farmers need to consider in regard to taking out these surplus paddocks now? Yeah, so Catherine, look at uh, as you said, some of these paddocks maybe with the with the difficult weather over the last few weeks haven't got grazed, and I have been out on farms. I've seen seen a couple of paddocks like that, and when you look at them now, Catherine, they're gone very very yellow at the butt. So what I would what I would be encouraging farmers there in that regard, Catherine, is to get them cut out as soon as possible, and you know, and 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 get that ground restarted again, um, because they're nearly standing still at this stage, and the quality is limiting at this stage. They're very very yellow at the butt um, so try and get them mowed out in good conditions in good dry weather as, if, if you can at all that's great Joseph thanks very much thanks very much that's all for this week's episode and my thanks to Joseph for joining me on the show 
You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our Beef programme, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.